So how can you, as a private practice owner, compete against the national chains? They have seemingly endless budgets. Um, they have bigger efficiencies. They can compete on cost. There's a lot of things they can do. Well, today we're going to talk about how independent practices, private practices, even regional practices can compete against the big national chains. So grab a notepad, hang on to your seatbelts, folks. Here we go. Hey, hey, this is Tyler with optometrymarketing.com. Welcome back to the Optometry Marketing Podcast. Today, we're talking about competing with national chains. So if you uh, own a private practice, if you maybe work in marketing in a private practice, you know, you own maybe a handful of, of shops, um, of practices around an area, we're going to talk about what you can do. Um, and so I think to first kind of frame this up, like let's talk about what you probably can't compete on. And I think this is really, really helpful to understand. First of all, if you're a private practice competing against the big names who uh, I may name at some point, but you, you know who they are, right? But if you're a, a private practice, things you cannot likely compete on are first of all cost right? Uh, they have massive, massive efficiencies that drive down their costs. You know, they have oftentimes special relationships with either insurance companies or with providers of materials, um, maybe even equipment. Um, their costs are almost always going to be lower than you. And so competing in the cost bucket, like, yes, you need to be, you know, approximate, right? A, a lot of times, um, but competing from a cost standpoint is almost always a losing venture, right? Um, maybe you have something in your particular practice that makes you unique. Well, if that's the case, then forget about it. Go ahead and compete on cost, right? But for most practices, I see that cost is not something they can compete upon, uh, on because you don't have the economies of scale, right? Um, same with like trying to compete against a Walmart, right? Or a big, you know, national company. If you're in retail, you got to do something else. You're not going to be able to get lower cost. Uh, similarly, you're probably not going to be able to run more efficiently, right? Because their actual costs are often much lower. Again, discounts on equipment, on supplies, um, you know, they can outsource a lot of their HR stuff. So a lot of times you're not going to be able to really compete on efficiency. So that's not something that we want to strive for on a competitive level. Obviously, you want efficiency within your practice, um, but it's not something that we want to spend a lot of time dwelling on. So I wouldn't focus on cost. I wouldn't focus on efficiency um, and also marketing spend. Right. Most of the big national chains have big marketing budgets, right? They're running television commercials, they're running Facebook ads, you know, Instagram ads, they're running Google ads, you know, they're investing a lot uh, into marketing. And so you can't compete on spend. Um, we're going to talk about some ways you can compete in marketing and which I highly recommend, but we'll get into that in a second. So if you're going to compete, right, because these guys are moving into every area, maybe you're in a teeny tiny town somewhere and this doesn't impact you. But if you're in even a, a small city, right, um, you're going to see that more and more, you know, of these big national chains are going to move in and they're going to try and take a bite out of your market share. So the first thing to really dig down on, uh, and by the way, you're not going to solve this in this podcast, it takes a long time, but is what makes you unique? Right? Why do people come to you particularly? Uh, what makes you unique from the national chain just down the store in the strip mall? Right. So maybe it's relationship. Right. And this is super true for a lot of doctors. Maybe it's that you spend those extra few minutes talking with your patients, building rapport, building a relationship with them uh, and really trying to get to know them, get to know them individually. Maybe it's a relationship. 
maybe it is the brands, right? So this is specifically with optical that you carry. Um, do you carry specific brands that others don't? Now, I know that almost all glasses are made in the same factory or a handful of factories in China. And so this is something that may or may not be relevant to you, but it's worth considering, right? What can you carry? What can you offer that makes you unique, um, especially on the optical side or maybe on the contact side? Um, what else can you compete on? So a lot of it is also the experience, right? Maybe you're not the fastest, maybe you're not the lowest cost, but do you have a good experience, right? Do you actually take time to train your front desk people in sales, right? And being kind and generous and making sure that everything goes right or as correctly as possible for the folks you are serving. Um, another way to do this on the optical side um, that I actually know of a practice that did this very successfully is rather than just being uh, opticians, right? They actually hired fashion consultants to, to make and talk folks through their eyeglass purchase, right? Because eyeglasses, especially if you're going to wear them a lot, I mean, it's a very much a fashion statement, right? I know as medical professionals, it's easy to look at it through only the medical side, but eyeglasses are fundamentally fashion, right? Otherwise you can wear contacts, things like that. And again, there's always the odd exception, but for most people, their eyeglasses are actually a part of their identity, right? So on the optical side, yeah, you can't compete on cost, but you have people who really understand fashion, right? Can you train that? Can you hire people who are fashionable, who don't just say, hey, look, here's a pair of glasses, but no, I think this looks good on your face and here's why. I think this looks good with your style and here's why. That can be a major value add. And yeah, people might pay an extra 20 or $30 for a set of glasses, maybe an extra $100. But the idea is that they are confident that they look good in the glasses that they get, which is way different than you know the big Costco's or somewhere like that, where it's, you know, they got a dozen glasses in the case and you pick whatever one. Um, another way to really make you, uh, yourself unique is really focus on your specialties, right? Um, are there any specialties? And so obviously there's the medical specialties, right? You know, diabetic eye care, myopia control, dry eyes. I mean, you can really dive into some of those, again, depending on the size of your market, your location, there's a lot of, a lot of variables, but you can dive into those. Um, but are there other opportunities, right? If you're next to uh, an area that has a ton of athletics, perhaps a university, can you really focus on athletes, right? How to give athletes the eye care that they need to perform their best, right? And you can do original research in that. You can publish uh, content blogs around that. You can get to know the coaches and the athletic directors and the trainers of all, as well as the athletes on a lot of the big sports teams. Um, you know, obviously, uh, that gives you both uh, a feeder for athletes, um, and also gives you kind of a, a niche within that industry. Um, there's a practice uh, in town here that just ha sort of happened organically, but that vet students, right, vet students on campus are a very tight niche community, a handful of them started coming to the same practice, word got around that it's a great practice pretty soon, you know, they're getting uh, one or two vet students a week, and sometimes more just coming to get their glasses because they had a good experience, right. So can you get into those micro and those niche communities? Another example um, would be remote workers right now. As the world shifts uh, largely into remote work, can you focus on kind of more the ergonomic eye strain kind of parts? Can you provide expertise on that, right? Um, and brand yourself and uh, around that. And so that it's like, hey, I know that I'm going to be working in a chair eight, 10 hours a day at my house. Like, you know, what do I need to get? What monitor do I need to get? What types of glasses? And sure, every, every, um, optical and every optometry office can help with that. But can you really build a brand around that? And that's kind of the difference is can you be better, even 10% better at a particular niche than uh, the national chains? If you can, then you can build your whole reputation around that. You know, is it going to uh, grow your practice massively? Um, over time, it actually might, again, depending on the size of your city. Um, but 
at the end of the day, it's about what makes you unique because you can't compete on cost and efficiency. It's like, what's the value add that you can provide that actually makes, uh, makes your practice more valuable. So then let's actually talk then once you have that. So that's kind of the big picture is like, what makes me unique from everyone else? Uh, in, in sales, we call this a USP, right? The unique selling proposition. What makes you unique from everyone else? Why should somebody go with you? Okay. So once you kind of have an idea of what that is, and again, you can test a couple of things, right? Uh, what if you try and uh, maybe you have a handful of athletes, you really try to work that out and build relationships there. Again, this takes time. This isn't something that just happens overnight, but these are just things to think about as you're growing your practice. Once you have that identified, or at least something that you want to really try and test, that's when you move into the marketing around that, right? If it's athletes, right? I'm just going to use that as an example. Then you figure out like, what are the athletes reading? What communities are they in? Can you sponsor local games, maybe high school games or college games? Um, can you, you know, be involved with the local A or B league teams, right? Or AAA, again, depending on what sport you're talking about. Um, a lot of those are desperate for sponsors. And so for a thousand bucks, $2,000, you can get a sponsorship there. Now, I always recommend that sponsorships be a part of a bigger marketing spend. And generally, I don't think sponsorships are a great idea. That said, if you're really trying to reach athletes or people who are fans of athletics, then it might make sense, right? And we can talk about later the ROI and how to measure that because it's really, really hard with sponsorships. Um, but just general marketing, here's a few things that we're seeing right now that I think are, are worth noting. First of all, is that Google most of the time is still favoring independent practices in their search results. So if somebody's searching for eye care optometrist in your city, again, the example I use is, you know, Phoenix Eye Doctor, Phoenix Eye Care, Phoenix Optometrist, um, both the Google My Business listings, those GMB listings, those are typically uh, local practices, as well as usually the top mm, two to three, sometimes more, sometimes less, but the top two or three results are typically local or at least regional offices. Um, they are not yet fully favoring uh, the big national chains, and they are not usually favoring like the Yelp or, you know, ZocDoc or some of these other uh um, competitors basically to Google, right? And there's a reason they don't do that. So a lot of times what I see, because we manage search for obviously a lot of optometry offices is in search, you have three or four of what I would call like the local, um, the local chain or not chains, but local practices. Then underneath that, that's when you get the Yelps and all that. So you really want to shoot to be in the top three or four, again, for keywords like optometrist in your city, eye doctor in your city. Um, so, you know, how long will this be true? I don't know, right? Uh, I think Google is incentivized to, first of all, not send a lot of competitors to Yelp because they're a competitor of um, of Google, right? They don't want Yelp to succeed because Google's doing all their own Google My Business stuff right now. Um, here's the other value that you get with that, though, is because a Google is favoring these independent practices, um, it also allows you to optimize your individual website or series of websites to rank for those keywords. So if I'm working for a big national chain, right, there's a, probably a handful of people, let's call it three, four people at most that work in search engine optimization, SEO, copywriting. They're the ones who are trying to rank the local website. And what they're doing is they have a giant website, you know, uh, giantnationalpractice.com and they have a locations page and they have a location for Phoenix, right? Or for North Phoenix or whatever that looks like. Um, so they are very limited. They're not building microsites for each individual area. 
they can only do so much. And the idea is that over time, you know, they improve everything a little bit, but they don't have the flexibility that they need organically or otherwise to run specific advertisements or specific uh, optimization strategies within a market, right? So they have to optimize for everything. And maybe they're in a hundred or a couple hundred cities, right? They're, they maybe have a thousand practices they're trying to optimize and they're only four people. Um, and so, yes, they have sort of a, a bigger foundation than most practices, but it's really easy most of the time to surpass them uh, in Google search results because, again, everything they do gets spread out over hundreds of cities. They're not optimizing for your individual area. They're not tailoring their strategies. Um, this is one of the biggest things that I see uh, as a problem with private practices, right? So private practices, so let me back up. So you have these big national competitors. So they have three or four people on their SEO team trying to rank their Google My Business, their websites. Um, they usually just can't do a very good job because they can't focus anywhere. So then you have private practices who have this amazing opportunity, right, to rank their site uniquely. The problem is a lot of private practices um, will hire um, optometry-specific marketing and SEO companies. And I know we're one of those, but hang on. This is where we're a little different. And that they will try and use this really, really cookie-cutter approach very similar to what the national chains are doing. And that gives up the very opportunity that they have, right? If, if you're doing a, a copy paste, you know, a copy, like copy pasta, right? To use the, the meme phrase of it. If you're doing a copy paste of what your competitors are all doing, you're no different than the national chains. Yet you have this amazing opportunity to rank, to build brand, to build reputation, to rank your Google My Business, to rank your website, um, that is unique to you by having a unique website, by having unique content. But when you're just copying and pasting what's already been done using a lot of these folks who are, you know, practice marketing experts, you're no different than the national chains. And this is like, I guess my biggest frustration when I talk to people who are like, oh yeah, we work with, you know, name, big company running tons of ads, right? Is that what happens is you are not benefiting from the very thing that makes you unique, i.e. your small practice, your nimble, everything needs to be customized to you. So anyway, that's my kind of word of warning and word of opportunity is if you are in a small to medium sized market, it's worth it to invest heavily in search, right? And all these other brand things for sure, but in search because at the moment, and I don't know how long this is gonna last, right? But at the moment, Google is still favoring independent practices in their results, both for Google My Business and for organic. So if you're not taking advantage of that, if you're not positioning yourself to take advantage of that, if you're not creating custom content, if you're not optimizing title tags, doing all this stuff, uh, building backlinks that's unique to your market, you're just wasting an amazing opportunity, right? Because the national chains are going to eat your lunch if you do that. And I, if I could just talk to every optometrist, I would just say, look, here's the problem with a lot of the cookie cutter approaches is a national chain is going to eat your lunch. You're giving away fundamentally the biggest value that you have for your business. So to recap, uh, competing with national chains, don't compete on cost. You probably can't compete on efficiency and you certainly can't compete on marketing spend. Focus on what makes you unique. Again, relationships, brands, experience, specialties, whatever that is. Uh, marketing, really focus on your unique uh, area. What makes, uh, what are the needs in your area? How can you communicate that via web, via digital, via even print media, whatever that is? Focus on that hometown, that you know relationship, that uniqueness, whatever you decide, build your entire brand around that, and then double down on Google uh, for, for lead generation because we see that that works all the time. So anyway, that's kind of a, a super high level. If you want to talk more, uh, hit us up, optometrymarketing.com. Send me an email, tyler at optometrymarketing.com. Happy to hop on a phone, chat more, uh, elaborate. If you have any questions or concerns, or if you have topics that you'd like covered on the Optometry Marketing Podcast, reach out to me via the website or via email, 
and I will be happy to do my best to cover them. So good luck. You're competing with people against deep pockets, but I believe in you. Uh, I believe in your practice. I know you're offering something valuable to folks. So go out there. These guys are cheating. They're getting free money, but you can beat them. I believe in you. We'll talk soon.